Hello and welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I am your host, Terrain Myricks. Um, still without our co-host, Katrina Myricks. She is, again, off making our house look awesome for when we move in. Um, so we have a guest host this week. Uh, he hosts uh, another podcast with me uh, called A Movie on the Rocks. He also um, has an exquisite podcast called Arista's Movie Adventure. And he is a frequent flyer guest, Arista Voorhees. Welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? Glad to be here. Glad to uh, guest host for the first time. Yeah, back like he never left. How have you been, my man? Well, not too bad. Um, I, it's a good thing you figured out the theme song because I would have sang the wrong one. Uh. <laughs> I, I, to this day, think that the previous theme that we had during the pandemic is better than this current one. And I'm honestly a little bit ashamed for making this one. And I think that the one from the pandemic is just miles better. And the podcast has suffered because of this. But that's, you know, I was overruled by my co-host on that one. <laughs> Well, I'm your. I'm the co-host now. So <laughs> hang on. Let me just quick play the new. <laughs> um, uh, you. Uh, so we host a movie podcast together where we talk about movies. We just talked about um, seeking a friend for the end of the world, which is actually out now. You can check that out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Yada yada yada. You watched a movie today. Is that right? Yeah. So. Uh, during work, I worked from home today, and I did nothing. I had no real anything to do, so I threw on a movie on Netflix, and it was just the first banner movie there. I guess it came out today. It's a movie called He's All That, uh-huh. which is... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's He's All That, which yeah. is a remake, reimagining of the movie She's All That from the 90s, and um, what a masterpiece. Truly a, <laughs> worth worth my time, <laughs> worth to watch. Was it? So did you, like... Was it just like one of those things where it's on just in the background, or were you intently watching this movie? I wish I could tell you that it was. <laughs> oh no! You were on in the background, but I only have one computer screen, so I would like flip through like, oh, any emails? No, okay, I guess I'll go back. I guess I'm watching know. this movie then, huh? Play, play, play something on my DS while I watch uh, what's going on. So, can you can you give us uh, just a little rundown of like what the movie is about and how good you thought it was? <laughs> well, the so she is she's all that the one from the nineties. It's got Freddie Prince Jr. and he's like challenged a bet to like mm. pick a nerdy girl and make her prom queen. Super this one, super cool concept. Not treating women like trash. <laughs> true. Yes. Correct. <laughs> this one is the exact opposite. So she <laughs> is like a TikTok influencer, yeah. like beauty queen like uh she has a sponsorship from courtney uh, uh, kardashian who's playing a character who's playing herself and anyway, it's courtney kardashian mm-hmm. that's like a makeup sponsorship for this woman mm-hmm. and uh you know something goes wrong on instagram live so she loses a bunch of followers courtney kardashian pulls the sponsorship so this girl can't go to college and so the girl's like i know what i'll do I'll make a, a dude, the loserest kid in school, famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'll get my sponsorship back and I can go to college again. And uh, <laughs> all of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, it's Ooh. truly a masterpiece. Who is who is in this film? <laughs> well, no. So it's mostly like TikTok influencers. Uh, you don't have to... If you don't have it on hand, that's completely... No, no, no. Okay. no. Uh, Matthew Lillard is in it. He plays the high school principal. Fuck yeah, he is. Of course. Um, <laughs> A guy, uh, a guy named Tanner Buchanan. He's he's an actual actor. Um, if you ever watched Designated Survivor, yes, uh, he's he's the child in Designated Survivor. He's he's uh, oh. 
Kiefer Sutherland. Is that Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah, he's, Kiefer Sutherland. He's, yep. Kiefer Sutherland's son. I knew this fucking starred Addison Ray. <laughs> like once yeah, I, Addison Ray. She's, once I, I don't know who she is. Once I heard the, she's a TikTok influencer. Yeah. <laughs> like once I heard the concept of this, I'm like, this has to star Addison Ray, and it has to be like, I'm I'm just shocked that um like you know like a black influencer didn't have to make this first for her to then be able to make <laughs> this. Um, <laughs> so, so you're not a, so you weren't a fan of the movie. Look, look, uh, you and I have more romantic chemistry right now <laughs> than, the two, than, than the two leads did. I watched, geez, a complete turn. I watched The Chair today. Um, yeah, was that good? I, it I, was, I haven't heard of it before and I watched the trailer of it and I was like. It was good. It was, good? it was good. Sandra Oh was great. She's always great. Um, one of the Duplass brothers was there, so he was being a Duplass brother. You know, he's like sad and an alcoholic, and we all have to feel for him. Like that's like that's the entire thing for him is just he's a fuck up, and we all just allow him to be a fuck up because he's a Duplass brother. Like, um, but oh, like it was good. It was it was enjoyable, and I did not know that Amanda Peet was like a, a creator of the show. Amanda Peet um, from, you know, it's really wild. I know her from Studio 60. <laughs> like, that's what I know Amanda Peet from. That's not what she's known for. Uh, but um, yeah, it was it was actually really good. I, I, I suggest watching it. Also, we both watched Ted Lasso today, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, great, great episode. So good, so good. Um, we no spoilers. Our guest hasn't um, our guest hasn't uh, seen it yet. Uh, she didn't watch because uh, she. Anyway, let's you know. Let's actually let's let's introduce our guest. Um, you know her from uh, co-hosting Alcoholics. <laughs> our uh, <laughs> Kat- <laughs> Katrina Myers, welcome, welcome as a guest. What's How are up? you? How are you? Good, good. Yeah, yeah? I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a lot of you did a lot of work today at the house. I didn't do a lot. <laughs> I wouldn't say a lot. Uh-huh. I finished priming the dining room. And I installed doorknobs, and I rekeyed all the doorknobs. That's a lot to me. Yeah, compared I, to last weekend, it's, it's mild. I I uh, so I drove up here. Um, I decided that I was gonna come and help instead of, you know, I, we feel bad leaving the cats alone every weekend, but you know, I was there last weekend, so I I granted myself permission to uh, come up and uh, do uh, do some work. Um, up here. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, put you to work. I don't like the sound of that. Um, so tomorrow, I, but I, I did. I drove up here, um, and I got here, and I installed a lamp. So yeah, we're both we're both exhausted from all the work we've what, done. What, what what goes into installing a lamp? <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. My man, my man, honestly, <laughs> frustration goes into installing <laughs> a lamp. We, so. We got, we got, um, uh, this is going to be the lamp that's going to go in, um, the podcast studio. We are recording in like the, what is going to be our cat room. Um, Which many people might call a den, I guess. Yeah. I guess some people would call it a den. It has a fireplace, (laughs) but this is where the cats are going to primarily hang out. (laughs) We don't need two living rooms. What do we we do with the second living room? We sound so unrelatable right now. We're going to build them a little cat shell, so mm-hmm. their tree's going to be right next to the giant windows. They're going to have a great time. Yeah, they're going to have a, they're gonna have a great time. Um, so we're recording here, but, uh, you know, it's super echoey in here, so it might be, the sound might not be as great as it usually is, um, or as good as it usually is. 
I think it's great. But anyway, um, so uh, the, but I the the lamp that we got was for the for the podcast studio, and it took. I mean, I opened it at like seven fifteen, thinking, okay, it's gonna take a little bit. I do this, and then I can go get a drink, and I'll be able to drink a bunch for the podcast. This lamp didn't work until 30, <laughs> 8.30, 8.40, and it only worked when I moved it to a new room and changed, like, my Wi-Fi set, like, my router settings. It was wildly, uh, unreasonably confusing and hard and, and angering, and I wanted to break the lamp. And the lamp is not straight, because I don't think I did it right, but I installed this lamp, baby, so I can change the colors in this room. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one, li- again, this is a, this is a sight gag that I'm doing right now. No one gets it. No one. <laughs> For the listeners at home, you just went from purple to red? Yeah. <laughs> is now, is it now orange? It feels it? orange. It feels orangey. It's reddish orange. This is more of the orange. Um, That's and normal. No, this is red. That's red. This is blood red. This is uh, orange orange. Again, that listen, feels like normal light. Listeners are fucking loving this. They're they're like, ooh, give me more of that lamp stuff, baby. Um, <laughs> hey, it, it took a lot of work. You did it. Be proud of it. Show it off. Exactly. If you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> I fucking, <laughs> I fucking, I got this lamp, baby. All right, let's get let's get into um, let's get into the show. Um, so we usually have. Recently, we've been doing quick news, um, so we do a bunch of different news items and then do one story. And this one, we're kind of going to do three, you know, we're going to do three medium-ish, sto- like, like topics uh, instead, of the, instead of the usual format. I'm just letting listeners know the format's different, and I know that you all tuned out after we did that lamp bit for like <laughs> 10 minutes, so, so no worries. So, um, Arista, you actually suggested this, um, uh, this topic, which I think is, is really good. We've, th- this is one that we like have every so often, because um, it's super important, right? Like uh, being uh, someone who is you know, uh, part of the Democratic Party, uh, one of the things that is super important is what we think our uh, legislative um, uh, 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 priorities are and what we think uh, the Democratic Party should be fighting for and striving for um, in uh, in Congress. So what, like, <laughs> we, can you frame this in the way that you want to frame it so we can talk about it? I want to make sure that I get it in the way that you wanted it. Yeah, so I, I guess I was sitting thinking about you know, we have technically have a Democratic Congress. And we have a Democratic president. Um, who knows for how long if Mike Lindell has his way? But uh, we do have a Democratic president. Yeah. And a Democratic Congress. Once, uh, so when, once when, August twenty third rolls around, we are it is over. Oh, when uh, when should we start forcing votes on things that we want? Uh, basically, so um, I'm talking things like criminal justice reform, marijuana legalization, you know, things that uh, popular progressive ideas. Some of these aren't even progressive. Is marijuana legalization progressive anymore? It's like a national, like, you know what I mean? When should we start promoting these ideas and voting on them, having actual floor votes 
yeah. uh, on the you know when should we do that? I agree. I think that, that I think that like that conver that that like uh, that conversation like when these things need to come up and when we need to fight for them is super important. One of the things that. Um, uh, now this isn't like a this isn't a um, congressional action. This is actually an executive action. I've been we've been talking about in this podcast is, um, you know, student loan uh, student debt forgiveness. Um, yeah. Like when is that something that we should start to worry about? When is that something we should take care of? My opinion immediately, fucking immediately. Um, I, I I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna throw to Katrina after. I, I just I think I think a lot of these things, and I think you know we kind of have to take it piece by piece, but. A lot of these priorities that the Democratic Party has, I mean, I don't understand the idea of like waiting uh, because of history. Um, you know, when uh, when there's a Democratic president in um, in the White House, the congressional uh, elections usually swing to swing to the right, and it happens the same way either way around. So I don't understand why anyone would wait for any of their priorities, but like specifically, um, you know, some of these priorities that are incredibly important to a lot of people that can actually help potentially save the House and the Senate. Um, Katrina, what do you think about, uh, you know, like, are there things that Democrats should like hold off on uh, until like sooner, uh, sooner to, I guess, midterm elections? Or should we uh, be fighting for all of the things, all of our priorities. Actually, sorry, I, oh. want to, I want to rephrase that question. Yeah. Should we vote for things now or after the midterms? Should we use them as a, <laughs> no, 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 that's an argument, that's an argument that I've heard, that we should wait on things until, vote for us for midterms, then we'll have this agenda. Can I ask, mm, uh, Katrina, I'm going to throw to you while I, while I gather yeah. my thoughts, because I, I think, personally, I think that that is a, that is a disaster waiting to happen but i will oh yeah that's a terrible idea um <laughs> i think though that uh so far this congress has been super chaotic and like not getting stuff done which is why we're not seeing these things getting voted on like this infrastructure bill was the second legislative priority and it's been Passed the House. Like six months. 3.5 trillion passed the House. Yeah, finally. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like, I, I, it seems that they, like, because of all the negotiating and bullshit that needs to be done just to appease uh, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema to get things actually passed, it seems like they they just aren't focusing on anything that's more of a piecemeal thing. Like, the, the, the infrastructure uh, deal and the... Um, the budget reconciliation have a ton of stuff in them, mm-hmm. a ton of like really good stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think that that is just the priority right now. I, I think we should be doing all the other things, but I don't think that this Congress and the leadership are capable of handling it all. Can I ask, I'm gonna throw this to Arista. Why do you think, and I, I wanna get back to the specific topic at hand, but I, I kinda wanna like, now, I understand from a from a uh, standpoint of like I'm not the leader of the House of Representatives, so I don't understand the difficulties that lie in there. And I will say, um, uh, you know, as someone who thinks Nancy Pelosi should no longer be the the Speaker of the House, she has been one of one of if not the most uh, uh, influential and uh, consequential speakers of the House in modern history. And uh, you know, she got she's been able to get pretty huge things done, including 
um, this uh, infrastructure package, uh, like this this three like this reconciliation package through a through a house that has a very thin thin margin um, for for error. So kudos to her for on those. But like, let's be clear, there are a lot of different priorities that need to uh, need to get through. Why do you think when you have a Democratic House, um, there is such a hesitation to, uh, you know, kind of, you know, ram things through and send it to the Senate and leave it in the Senate's hands? Good question. Genuinely, I have no idea. I mean, Nancy Pelosi is, and I agree with your statement that, you know, she should probably, this should probably be her last term as Speaker of the House, regardless of we should have, yeah. the election outcome. But I mean, she is possibly, I would say like, no other speaker has knows parliamentary rules and the the framework to build legislation better than she does i mean she's mm -hmm. a, a craftsman at, at her job so to speak that being said it's it it seems like they want to play the part a little bit in my opinion you know you have the people that are like no i, I live in a you know an uh, an r plus one or, or a d plus one district so i can't you know we i can't sign on to the sweeping infrastructure bill then nancy goes stop it and you know slap slap him across the face and, she, and then and then the connor lambs of the world can go well i, I tried <laughs> you know, and, i and guess you know. i'll run for senator whatever well you know i feel like they gotta play the part whereas in the senate it's it's just it's the I'm mansion fuck, it's I'm the mansion cinema it's... mansion at least i get you know i get because he's from an actual conservative state that's true whereas cinema like the other senator from Arizona is a Democrat, and he's doing what the de he's doing the Democrat Democratic legislation, mm -hmm. and he's got a higher popularity than she does. Yeah, so does she's Joe Biden. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's she's quite disliked in Arizona now. I, I don't understand what her what her uh, her game is. Can I just ask uh, before because the, the there is a question I want to ask, but first I want to ask, um, what do you think the the most uh, the most important um, legislative um, uh, priority should be for the for the current Democratic Party leading up to midterms. Leading up to midterms, so uh, I, I do think this infrastructure bill is very important. And mm -hmm. it, the problem with the infrastructure bill is that people don't understand what's in it. If they understood what's in it, they'd understand this is great. Mm -hmm. So I want to leave that out of it. But I, I do think simple, clean, single issue topics that you can't fill with pork or whatever. Is important so i already met like marijuana legalization and then canceling student debt marijuana is uh, like what 80 percent of the country supports legalizing it or something something astronomically high when can 89 80 percent of the country agree on anything it's 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 a uh, why aren't we fighting for this why aren't we mm -hmm. holding hard votes for republicans to say no i don't and then you know some libertarian chud in michigan might might that might swing them you yeah. know yeah yeah i uh uh, I like that you said incredibly high. Katrina, what um, do you think? What about you on your, uh, what do you think uh, import, uh, important uh, democratic uh, priorities are? So I'm thinking about this in context of what will do a lot of good and get Democrats reelected. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say increasing the minimum wage mm -hmm. would be, I think, one of the most important things. Because mm -hmm. everybody wants that. <laughs> Except small business owners. <laughs> well, and that's not to, that's well, not to say I don't want those anything else either. You know, I just no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I, 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 
I completely understand, and I'm not. I'm not saying that that's the only thing you care about. I'm not saying that's like yeah. the one that I, I like. You know, I'm just like you know, because sometimes uh, Democrat. Uh, sorry, sometimes I think uh, our priorities change as to what we think are the most important things. For example, um, for me, if you ask me right now, I think that um, getting voting rights passed is incredibly yeah. important. Yeah. It's incredibly important. I think that that to me is my number one priority. But but if you ask me on another day. I, I could be I could be convinced that um, you know marijuana legalization would be the most important thing if it also if it also was coupled with the expunging of the records of people yeah. who are who were um, you know arrested for it and charged for it and convicted for it as well as releasing you know those sorts of uh, quote offenders unquote yeah. um, like I think that. That is, I think that is very fair. I also think the minimum wage is important. So, like, well, my my pick was more so than about, like, obviously the criminal justice reform and mm -hmm. stuff is incredibly important and would be great. Mm -hmm. I just think in terms of getting people to vote blue, exactly, the minimum oh, yeah. wage might be if like an vote, issue that really gets. If we're getting people, people to vote blue, then then truly the the issues should really be. Um, you know, one, increasing your pay, and two, allowing you to smoke marijuana. <laughs> like, like, actually, no. Actually, I, I changed that. I'm going to take that out and put in uh, student loan reform because you will then be able to convince those young people that went out and voted in the 2020 election that you really do have their back and, you know, they can trust you going into 2022. Exactly. People are tired of playing politics, I, th I think. This is obviously yeah. how I feel. People are tired of playing politics. I, I look, I get it. You want to win, so you want to run on the. If I'm reelected, I will do this. But people are tired of hearing that. I think mm -hmm. it's a. You're gonna do that. You're gonna run on that, and you're gonna lose. And then mm -hmm. in four years, you're gonna go. Well, if I'm elected, I will exactly. legalize weed. Well, just do just have the vote and do it. Like you know what this kind of reminds me of. What's it? What's that? I don't know. All the presidents who said that they were gonna. If you elect <laughs> me, I'm gonna withdraw our troops from nope. Afghanistan. <laughs> huh. And Joe Biden did it, okay? Right. I think, I think, and whose it plan was great. it? Whose plan was it? <laughs> <laughs> whose plan was it to withdraw troops from Afghanistan? Yeah. Well, but he didn't actually I do would, it. I would, <laughs> I would argue, like, yeah, I think that there are, like, so many examples of just, like, I leaders saying that they're going to do this if they get elected. And it's like, I do agree that, like, for example, um, President Obama consistently was like, we're closing Guantanamo Bay, guys. Mm. It's fucking closing. It's it's like the roller roost. It's done. Like <laughs> that's a that's a throw to anyone from Pottsville who listens to this. <laughs> um, but but like it's it, like he like that's what the that's what the thing was. And then now um now uh, Joe Biden's also picked that up, and. It's one of those things where it's like, right, but if you don't actually do it, if this is like, if this is one of like the centerpieces of what you say you're going to do and you don't do it, then the people are going to go, oh, well, fuck, he's not actually getting any of the things that he says he's going to get done. I understand, and you understand, and Arista understands that uh, these things aren't as clear cut and simple as like just saying we're going to do this and then being able to do it. You need allies in Congress. You need um, allies in the courts to be able to get this done. And some things you just can't, but it's really hard to like continuously say things for over like a, a decade, not do them and then expect the people to just be cool with your shit. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, I don't think, I keep on bringing this up. It's because I think it's the like, the issue that will help. But tell me that when you bring a marijuana legalization bill to the Senate that Rand Paul 
won't have to sit there and squirm and face a tough vote about it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Mr. I'm, I hate every every aspect of government to the point where I'll kill my citizens over it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can we force him to have that vote? Can you know we just do saying? a sidebar? I hate Rand Paul. <laughs> oh, agreed. Agreed. S- sidebar. I fucking hate Rand he sucks this guy sucks so hard (laughs) the more i learn about him the more i hate about him so like Mm -hmm. you know he's a doctor of optometry yeah but he couldn't he couldn't pass a like a board so he went out and created his own board that he's the president of he's the 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 mike the mike richards of uh optometry if you will Dick Cheney of optometry. That's crazy. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. That's amazing. I look. We here at Alcoholics, me and my me and my uh, guest host, as well as our guest, mm-hmm. we agree that violence is never the answer. But then you hear about Rand Paul getting you know beat up by his neighbor, and you're like, I guess I kind of get it a little bit. Hold <laughs> on. What? You didn't know. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, you knew about this. This was Is big this new? news. No, no, this was old. Oh. It was oh, during oh, COVID, okay. wasn't it? Like no. spanning COVID? No, no. Rand Paul's neighbor fought him over a lawnmower in 2019. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> or was it 2018? Regardless. It was I think it was uh, I think it might have been 20 somewhere in the 20 in the 2010s. Um yeah, no. Rand Paul sucks. He absolutely sucks. Don't don't fight anybody, but like, <laughs> fuck Rand Paul. Um, can I just ask? Let's all and I, I I know that we don't agree with this, but let's let's try to think for like a, a bit here. What do we think the benefit would be for Democrats to, uh, you know, say we'll do this after we get reelected <laughs> and after we win the senate and after we keep the house what do we think the benefit of that would be let's take a second and think trying to blackmail voters <laughs> is like the only benefit there, there, there is none i can't think of i one. don't think it would work what is so. the, I, I, that's my thing i don't get the merit of saying like we'll do this after we get elected because no one gives a shit about that. They, firstly, even you doing things might not necessarily get you reelected. Like, let's start there. People don't always recognize, understand, or care about the things that you've done to better their lives legislatively. Like, that is just the truth. Uh, sometimes you can do a bunch of great things and still not get reelected, and that's just an unfortunate consequence of living in. Uh, a situation where people aren't as informed and um, as eager to learn things about what's going on. So the idea that you're going to withhold those things <laughs> in order to try to get reelected to me is kind of bananas. Does anyone like, what, what do we think? Is that, am I, am I off base on this? I, I also, I also want to point out that we are like one Patrick Leahy death from Losing Senate majority. Ima- oh my God, guys! Imagine, just imagine. Like, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Everyone, close your eyes. Everyone who's listening, close your eyes. Arista took his glasses off. He knows what's up. Now, now imagine, in September, Gavin Newsom is recalled, and then four days later, Diane Feinstein, who is old as shit, passes away. <laughs> 
and their governor, Larry Elder, gets to nominate a person to be the new senator there. Guess who he's not going to nominate? A progressive Democrat. He is going to nominate one of the, like, just a random right-wing lunatic. <laughs> and and then, boom, poof, that's the Senate majority. Like, we are, we are playing with such a razor-thin margin. The idea of trying to withhold in order to gain love slash votes is honestly irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. Um, was there anything else on this topic that you wanted to, uh, that you wanted to talk about, Arista? No, no, I just, I, I think it's time to start, like, Chuck Schumer, to his credit, I guess, is tweeting that he's gonna bring these stuff to votes, but, like, I it. think he is, he's afraid of an AOC, uh, he's afraid of an AOC challenge. He should, good, he should <laughs> Chuck Schumer's, like, on the front lines of trying to get Biden to cancel student loan debt. That's how scared he is of AOC. The, the other thing I want to add to is, let's say they do this. Let's say they, they do bring up uh, minimum wage and it passes the, ha- the House and some senators, from Republican senators, vote for it. Mm-hmm. And those Republican senators get reelected because of that. I say, I mean, not good, but good. It means it's, it's something Fine. that actually passed that helped people. Fine. Like, we don't have to be cynical about it. I, I, look, do I want any Republicans in the Senate? Fuck no. But... If there are going to be Republicans in the Senate, let them be the Republicans that are actually going to vote for some things that are actually important for people. I I disdain almost all of the Republican uh, senators. They're all just straight garbage. However, there are times, because a broken clock is right twice a day, there are times that they are on the same side as me. I hate to say this, there have been times where me and Ted Cruz were on the same side of an issue. And I hate it. Oh, I hate it. It's gross. Both, both big fans of Cancun. We fucking love Cancun. Me and Ted, I went with Ted. Did you guys know? I fucking went to Cancun with Ted. I also narked him out in his uh, group chat. That was me. <laughs> I uh, made sure to I made sure to dime that ass out real quick. Um, let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, I find that funny. No one else does. Let's move on I to mean, that phrase. I've never heard. Dimed his like, ass out. Yeah. Like yeah, you dime out someone. You rat them out. I never ever heard that. This has been Katrina learns cool slang. Let's go to the next topic. <laughs> um, uh, there has been <laughs> now that there is FDA approval of the Pfizer vaccine. I assume soon to be FDA approval of other. Um, other previously emergency use approval vaccines. Um, uh, There are employers that are now saying, okay, you need to be vaccinated in order to continue to work here. Um, One of those industries is the healthcare industry, which I didn't think, I didn't think this was a... I didn't think this was a a, a controversy, right? I didn't think this was a controversial uh, thought, you know? If you're working in healthcare, (laughs) you're probably working with people who are, uh, uh, you know, vulnerable because they're coming in for whatever illness, you know, they they might be vulnerable. So you should probably try to make sure that you have the lowest opportunity to spread something uh, bad to them. Also, you know, there are (laughs) mandates for vaccines for all sorts of things, right? There are requirements for vaccines for all sorts of things. Uh, 
Arista, you and I learned. <laughs> I want to say the hard way, but I want to, I would, I'd rather, I think it's more the funny way <laughs> that there are people who are not, not down with that. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's kind of just talk a little bit about it. Um, Guy Singer, um, uh, Guy Singer put out a statement, uh, put out a statement saying that, you know, they're requiring their, um, their, their staff to be vaccinated. Uh, this prompted backlash from now someone actually pointed out to me that on the actual post that they did um the a pretty good majority was like hearts or likes <laughs> where they were like yeah this is good <laughs> and then there's a very agitated loud angry group that were very upset about this and were uh, you know saying we'll never get the vaccine we'll uh, this is not fair. It's it's making a, it's it's bad for. <laughs> um, what did you think of that group of people who were just really upset about um, the prospect of getting a vaccine to try to keep others safe? Well, I I mean that's a, the group was full of people who it's just an, it's an echo chamber of stu of stupidity. An mm -hmm. Echo chamber of stupidity is basically all it is. All it was. Um, yeah, yeah. Th th so to give a taste, they're posting things like, like, uh, here's a, an excerpt from the Pennsylvania State Constitution. This is unconstitutional. The, the, the excerpt, of course, said that uh, the, the, the state cannot require things against your religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, uh, or, or like, it's like the state or political organization. Mm -hmm. I don't believe Geisinger is either the state nor a political organization, <laughs> but that's not going to stop these people from, from thinking that. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, one. Also, fun fact: I believe the state still says that people who are atheists are not allowed to serve uh, serve in office. The state constitution, the PA state constitution. Mm -hmm. Please look that up. It is it is true. I believe still currently. I know it was. I think so. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, but uh, I I do think um, it's it's hard to take some of this seriously. But it actually like. You kind of have to, right? Like, it is pretty serious in the sense that these are people who are either either in the healthcare industry or um, tangentially connected to the healthcare industry, and they are so absolutely upset with the idea that um, they do something that can benefit their fellow person, <laughs> and. Like Katrina, what do you think? Uh, what, do you, what do you what do you think about like my 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 take on this? My hot take on this is people should care about other people. Yeah, no, it's wild. It's uh, something we've learned a lot about in the last year and a half that people just don't. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't, and unfortunately, like you said, you would think people in the healthcare industry. You would think doctors and nurses and people who are trained and Can overseas. I just say it's not a lot of doctors? And that's the thing that really kind of upsets me. Yeah, but me. we still have doctors that are like... We do. There was just a story about a doctor in Florida that was selling uh, <laughs> mask <laughs> exemptions for children mm -hmm. <laughs> for $50 a pop. Mm -hmm. but Always like, be closing. <laughs> Always be closing. All <laughs> <laughs> ABC, baby. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's I I don't understand how these people like there are people who are working in the industry seeing 
the effects of COVID firsthand mm-hmm. that are still up in arms about like getting a freaking vaccine. Like you said, they're already required to get all the other ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's they the think this is any different. That's the thing that's absolutely bananas, just knowing that there are so many vaccines you actually have to get. Yeah. And they're just like, no, it's this one that I have a problem. Um, Arista, um, is there a possibility that we're we're wrong? <laughs> like, do we think that maybe we and like the CDC and and uh, you know top side because I'm a lot of these people say you need to do your own research and and truly I don't know one I don't think they're using the word research correctly but two if you look at any reputable scientist epidemiologist. Uh, anyone in that kind of field, they are heavily on the side of everyone getting the vaccine. Like, Lies. They're, they're all government plants played by, paid by George Soros. They're, they're paid by George Soros. You posed this question to me before, and I gave the wrong answer the first time. I'd like to amend my answer. Ooh, you asked, ooh, hang on, y'all. Just hold on for a second. It's about to be Terrain's right time. Let's go. Well, you asked me, should should the government mandate everyone to get a vaccine? Uh-huh. Should the government mandate everyone to get a vaccine? And I had said, no, nah, fuck them. The people who don't get the vaccine, they're dying, whatever. Let them die. <laughs> it's fuck them. And so the, the answer was wrong <laughs> in that sense, because I guess it's a little heartless. Like, yeah, okay, no. But, but, but... Uh, I'm, I'm still not in favor of the government coming out and saying we demand you get a vaccine. Wait, but I, I, do, no. I do think that this is a, like a soft demand, de- like your employers, like yes. private businesses forcing people to do it. Like that's... Well, no, no, hang on. What I said was, I want to make sure that this is clear. I didn't, sure, say, yeah, that, yeah. I didn't no. say that the government said that you have to get a vaccine. I said that the government should say that you have to get a vaccine if you want to go into a public space. That's right, I don't that's think right. that is, I don't think, I, I agree that like they are seen as the same thing. I don't think that they are the same thing. No, no, you're, you're right. They're, they're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. But but I, it's, I, what you said, what, that's fair. I see, I, I see what you're saying and that's fair. Um, People would rather lose their jobs uh, mm-hmm. and die with horse dewormer then, then take the vaccine. That's, that's... Can you tell me about your experience? We both uh, had a little, just <laughs> we had a, we had a little excursion. Now let, let me. I want to preface it by saying this: I am normally not a troll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't find trolling fun. I don't find trolling interesting. I don't find it to be like at all something I tend to want to do at any given point. But then, but then the Stop the Geisinger Mandate group <laughs> was was formed, and all you had to do, and and I want to I want to make sure that this is very clear. I never lied. Uh, they they give you a question upon uh, upon attempted entry, and the question is, what are you joining this group for? And the choices are to stop the mandate, sorry, to fight the mandate or to support the mandate. And I chose not to answer because I didn't want to lie to them. <laughs> and they let me in anyway. <laughs> uh, they let me in anyway, to which I spent so many, like, like honestly, 
about an hour and a half just kind of posting stuff from the CDC and like like just kind of just fun stuff like that. <laughs> Arista, I know that you had a different tactic going in. Um, this and let's be clear, Bloomsburg University students have like ruined this group for people. <laughs> like, Bloomsburg University students, go Huskies, have stepped in and have been dropping just facts upon facts upon facts on on these, and they're not happy about it. But you had a specific, uh, you had a specific uh, idea going in. What was that idea? I didn't. Well, I didn't feel the need to drop facts into st- statistics because that that wasn't going to work. Um, it, I had read I, a story. just just so you know that's true it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> I read a story that the NFL wanted to mandate all the players get vaccinated but the players union said no to that so I thought let me big brain my way into getting Geisinger employees to unionize because I am very pro-union so I posted the only way we're going to get them to stop <laughs> Is if we bargain as a collective. You told them to contact the AFL-CIO, didn't you? I did. We should contact the AFL-CIO and have them solve this. How'd that go? And almost immediately, (laughs) a person I went to high school with took a screenshot from my Twitter where I had revealed my plan. (laughs) Posted that and said, Arista, don't be a troll. Oh my goodness! No, so I, del- I deleted it in shame because I couldn't think of something quick enough to respond. <laughs> look, sometimes look, sometimes you're doing something and you get caught. <laughs> it's, yep. I, I just I do love that like in a like in a way, like that's important for these like that's important. I didn't Collect- tell any lies. Collective bargaining is super important. <laughs> I didn't tell any lies. And the thing is, like, if they want as the collective to force Skysinger to not have them back. They need to unionize. Yeah, I that's no that's actually the best way that that could possibly happen for them. That's that's the best way. But, but they love capitalism. <laughs> True. So I, I tweeted like a like a Nathan for you style like the plan <laughs> infiltrate the group post pro union sentiment. Step one. And then, and then my 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 kid I went to high school with screenshot that. <laughs> Hit me with the receipts, and I had to delete in shame. Sometimes, look, yeah, I look. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. I I took a different tactic, which was antagonize them by telling them the truth (laughs) and it got them to the point where like there were individual people posting specifically about me (laughs) and like uh one of the things was just like you know like you're you're feeding him attention you need to stop giving him attention it's like that guy's right you need to stop doing that that is absolutely what's keeping me here (laughs) and i was gonna post some more stuff this morning but i got just straight blocked (laughs) just straight blocked um, Katrina, what do you think about um, uh, healthcare facilities um, mandating the vaccine? And yeah. like, do you think that that is that is good? And do you think that going forward, other industries can do things like that? I think they are. They are already. Uh, I wish our employer would, but I guess maybe per the constitution, they can't. Um. Because <laughs> they're the state, um, they're giving us a day of PTO though. Ho. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's the obvious choice, but I do think there is some potential backlash because there are already a lot of healthcare uh, 
Wow. I didn't think it was going to happen. Wow. There are already a lot of healthcare uh, professionals leaving the industry, you know, because they're burnt out from a year and a half of a preventable pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're just is a possibility that we're going to be very short on healthcare workers um, because of a combination of those two things. Yeah. I remember seeing you know, Biden announced that he wanted uh, long-term care workers to have a vaccine mandate um, in order to receive like Medicare funding. Um, and I, again, I think that's great, but also again, we are losing a lot of long-term care workers already because of COVID and, and everything else. So it's just, right. it's like, I, I, I see the potential downside yeah. on top of a very obvious good side. But let's be clear. If you're working in long-term care, you are working with someone who has, uh, definitely, uh, is susceptible Absolutely. to death from this. Absolutely. So but nursing people. homes are already understaffed, and further understaffing is not good for the patients either. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Further understaffing is not good for the patients. Also, uh, uh, you know, exposing them to COVID-19 right. isn't good for the I'm patients. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying it is a problem. Why don't you join that fucking group, Katrina? You love them like, so there, much. There has, to be, there has to be some, like proactive encouragement to get people to join the healthcare right. industry. And that's really hard right now. Agreed. Well, <laughs> I... from what I've heard, there's a $10,000 sign on bonus. Yeah, right. Uh, go ahead. There stuff. I just want to counter counter just something slightly is that if, 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 if someone quits their job for refusal to get a vaccine and they're in the healthcare field, do we want that person to be in healthcare anyway? Agreed. I mean, it's a yeah, it's, I get that, but it's, I think there just is a problem. Like, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. But 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 in some in some sense, you're kind of arguing we need more bodies and not more people who are capable of bodies doing the are job. important. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while to train people to do these jobs, so we. <laughs> Yeah, we literally do need bodies. Before we move on to the last topic, I, I, Arissa and Katrina, I will let either of you go first because I have to go plug my computer because it's going to die. Um, Delta is, um, you know, offering. Uh, sorry, Delta's throwing out Delta this, Airlines. Delta Airlines, <laughs> not the not the Delta variant, um, <laughs> is throwing out the stick in uh, saying if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to you know, be charged um, on your health plan mm-hmm. for this. What do we think of this? I'll start with whoever talks first because I have to plug this in right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, fine, cool, go, go for it. So so your healthcare premiums already raise, go higher when you do certain things. If you're, uh, I think you, you had to like fill out a questionnaire or something like that. Do you smoke cigarettes? Your yeah. healthcare premiums are going to go up. Do you, you know, drink alcohol, binge drink, you know, that sort of stuff. So like, not getting vaccinated. This is just already doing what they've already done to begin with. Katrina, you can go. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. It's already what they do. Uh, a lot of different uh, healthcare plans already do that. Like you said, smoking, I think, is the big one. You'll get charged more if you smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this is a really good, because it's money out of their wallet, like, <laughs> directly. <laughs> Yeah. But oh, you're not, you're not fired, but you're gonna get a lot less money, mm-hmm. and I think that really hits them where it hurts. And and it's less of like a polit like I feel like they think they're martyrs if they like quit their job because of this, and and then they can get unemployment and everything. But they can't. Uh, 
the cat oh, in the clip. I know. They think they can. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, Katrina's right. I saw a lot of that in the group that they think that they can do a yeah. bunch of stuff that they can't do. Right. So, but I think this the insurance thing kind of, um, I don't know, makes it a little trickier. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they, they'd feel like less of a martyr in that scenario. But I, I like it. I like it. I, I would like to. I'll say this, though. And I talked to Katrina about this. I think that um, number one should be incentive. You should start with incentive because, unfortunately, we live in a society where um, we can't rely on people to just do what they should do, do the right thing. Um, So we have to, um, you know, offer incentives. And then after the incentive, then we throw the stick, right? So I hope that Delta... Oh, there's Baker. I yeah, could you hear him? Sorry. I couldn't hear him. And even if we could hear him, we'd need to because we uh, aren't at our home with our other cats. So we need another cat to make some noise. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think that I think that as an employee, like, like, like that's my problem where I'm like <laughs> struggling between like, you know, uh, being like their reasoning was we can't afford um, you know, the people who go to the hospital and are hospitalized for it and they're, through their insurance plan. Um, and I'm just like, I feel like the CEO of Delta can fucking afford that. But also, they shouldn't pay for that when there's something that can stop that from happening. So, I, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's, it's hot, like, I think that it's the right thing to do. I really hope that they started with incentives, though. I really hope that they started with, like, you know, some sort of bonus for getting it um, and that kind of thing before moving to, like, we're going to fuck your whole life up <laughs> with I, with insurance costs. I don't want to get too too into the in-depth on this, but this is something I was just thinking about. But Moderna and Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson, these are all big pharma companies. Yeah. Why aren't, why aren't they, like, swinging their big pharma money <laughs> and going on Fox News, dropping that bill? And saying, stop talking shit. Like that's what. Yeah. Is this not what lobbying is? Like. Yeah. Is this yeah. That's is? that's actually true. Like I don't understand why. Like they're they're just like rich dummies. Like they can definitely go on and be like, yo, we fucking, yeah, you're gonna love kind of what... this. <laughs> I don't I don't get that. I, I don't get it. But, but also like, you know, the, the it's it's a this whole vaccine process has turned into like a just an unreasonably stupid political. I want to say chess match, but it's checkers because it's fucking so stupid and easy. Like, there's no reason to, to for us to even be having this argument, but here we are. I just and I don't want to get into this topic, but Florida is literally like they're they're running out of oxygen, liquid mm-hmm. oxygen, yeah, for their because their patients keep using it, and so they don't have drinking water. Mm-hmm. Literally, like some cities in Florida are saying conserve water because we don't have enough oxygen to help clean the water. So, like that's. Get vaccinated, I guess, is, yeah. is the moral of that story. Yeah. Uh, Ron DeSantis won the pandemic. Let's move to our last topic. Um, now, this is another one. Again, I let my I let my guest host really kind of run this show. <laughs> um, and this was actually a topic that, like, you had broached a while ago that I wanted. I wanted to have a group chat. Uh, I wanted to have a group chat episode where we talked about it, but um, we didn't. Because it's very hard to, as as you pointed out, it's very hard to schedule something with a bunch of adults. It's very difficult for all of us to have an have a, a, a an empty slot of time to be able to do something. So it's just going to be us three talking about it. Um, you had talked about um, uh, the idea of friendship in politics um, and uh, the the merit of that in the modern age, uh, like in the modern day. Uh, can you uh, give us a little bit uh, more? Like, can you expound upon that a little bit more? So, uh, 
I can't remember the two senators' names, but there's a quote about them that they would is fight it on the sorry, never mind. Sorry, no, 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 they would fight on the floor uh, in the morning and then go have lunch together. You know, mm-hmm. that's like a Republican and a Democrat. They'd clash on the floor and then dine out. Uh, is that worth it? Is that still worth it? Joe Biden seems to think so. Mm-hmm. You know that he wanted the the bipartisan come together as a nation and heal. Republicans said, okay, come together and vote for all the things we want. Mm-hmm. Democrats went, why would you do any of that stuff? Screw the Republicans. And so what's the point? Is that still valuable? Is there still value there? And so I'm going to tee that up to you. Katrina, what do you think? I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, I think it's just very clearly a one-sided thing at this point. I mean, the Republicans refuse to... Since Obama was elected, the Republicans decided they would do everything in their power to stop democrats no matter how it may affect the country and the people like that that changed the game when mitch mcconnell made that declaration Mm -hmm. after he was elected like i i don't i think joe biden is an optimist and um foolish uh (laughs) but i i do believe we've seen that even though he tries to be bipartisan first he is still willing to do the get the stuff done even mm-hmm. if they won't participate so it's it's silly um there's no point in democrats trying to ask for it when we don't have any cooperation at all so yeah um, i i tend to agree i i understand like previously this was a thing and i i i want to preface it by saying like i think that current day and previous day have changed for numerous reasons. Um, One of which being, it is very hard to, like, attempt friendships with people who are so fine with the idea of you getting killed. Um, There are a bunch of Republicans from both the House and the Senate that were completely fine with the idea of Democratic Congress people getting absolutely fucking murdered on January 6th. Um, No problem with it at all. Don't see it as a problem. Um, In fact, uh, went out and said, oh, it was just like a... It was just like a a tour. (laughs) uh, Andrew Clyde, you piece of shit. Like, Like, this is who you're trying to negotiate with. I find that... I find negotiating with them hard enough... Uh, let alone having some sort of a friendship with them. Um, I, I think it's also like when like when you think about it, like it's it's very hard to have a friendship with with a with a person or specifically a politician who not only like doesn't believe that your humanity is uh, is in any sort of real existence, but also votes against it. Right? Like it's very hard to you know chum chum buddy buddy with with some of these people i just i i, I get the i get the idea and i, I loved like the um the uh course uh, the white house correspondence dinner jokes with with by with sorry with obama saying like you keep saying i need to get a drink with uh mitch mcconnell you go get a drink with mitch mcconnell uh, like i think those were funny but like they they truly were also like like you don't want to get a drink with Mitch McConnell. <laughs> you just don't. You just don't. I, I don't. I don't see it as something that is uh, necessary in today's day and age. Arista, what did you think? Well, weren't so 
where Barack Obama and John Boehner were friends, right? No. Were they not? They, he they, was like, friends with, oh my goodness, can you help me out? The Oklahoma Senator Tom Coburn. He was friends when he, he got to the Senate with Tom Coburn, Oklahoma Senator, conservative, um, had a dope ass uh, beard when he uh, like let it grow out. Um, they were friends and they were diametrically opposed foes and he they just he wasn't like they they never agreed on anything but they were like he that was his first friend when he got to the senate i don't know well, about I, him being friends with john boehner no so the, when obama was president him and boehner were like they would get beers together i just i just looked this up they would get beers together but they wouldn't like obviously they were opposed politically and they made some youtube videos together a couple times <laughs> it was uh something the first so, TikTok influencer. To, to go back, I think the idea of like friendship existed when one when both parties wanted to achieve a goal, but maybe one party said we should pay for it in a certain way, and the other party said no, we should pay for it in this way, like allocate funds in this way. Mm-hmm. That I think is like sure. Let's go get a beer when we talk about you know, let's get rid of some programs to do this. Let's not get a beer when it's like you drink children's blood. Like it's. yeah i think it's another issue where if this is really a thing that should happen the onus is on the republicans to reach out they've made it very clear that they're not interested uh in participating in any way in a society so i think it shouldn't be even a topic for democrats to even because because we do when when they actually offer shit up we lap it up like that's the way the democrats are mm-hmm. they're Freaking they're gonna jump up. on any chance to have republicans on theirs mm-hmm. like no so Chuck, it's on them kirsten cinema like literally like went and hung out in texas with john cornyn and gave him cover at like a press conference yeah. like yeah. that's like like democrats just constantly bend over backwards to let these fucking like uh these obstructionist fucking uh, insurrectionist people off the hook every chance they get. And it's like, that's why people are mad at the Democrat. That's that's why the left is mad at the Democratic Party all the fucking time, because they're constantly going out of their way to allowing the, the, the Republican Party to just skate by on all the nonsense they do. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not it's not good. Now, there might be I, I don't know if this is real or not, but there might be like a tipping point where the Democratic Party keeps doing that, keeps saying, oh, please continue to vote for us, please. And then it just, I don't know, there might be a tipping point where that just won't happen anymore. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, and, and to Katrina's point, I, I do think, though, there is there is a benefit to asking for a compromise first and then letting the Republicans say, no, we're not going to do that. And then you can just go, bet, we'll do it on our own. So that's And that's what Joe Biden's essential... Like, that's what his administration has been doing in every, in like, like his version, in which I think is very, very important, his version of bipartisanship, like what he says is bipartisanship, what his administration says is bipartisanship, isn't what congressional Republicans want, isn't what Senate Republicans want. It's what Republican voters want. Mm -hmm. That's important. That is what bipartisanship should be. It shouldn't be, I'm going to stop this, um... Dance party? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done now. Um, it shouldn't. It literally shouldn't be like you know. Um, what what can I get 
these people who voted against a commission to investigate January 6th. What can I get them to agree to? It's, it's like, no, okay. you don't need to do that. You, you should, if you're trying for bipartisanship, go with like what, you know, like Republicans, Democrats, and independents agree on, which is, you know, pay people more and stop putting people in prison for marijuana. And like, like that, those, like those things, those issues, that's what's important. That's what bipartisanship is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's it. We're going to call it there. Wait. Oh, I just want to mention, wasn't there a boat party with like Joe oh Manchin? Oh my God. The Joe Manchin, the Joe Manchin COVID boat party? Right. That was what? bipartisan friendship. That was bipartisan friendship. Do you not Lindsey know? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham caught COVID in that. Um, who else caught COVID in that? I, know I there feel was like a, there was another Democrat, the, like yes. a more progressive one. Mm -hmm. I least. thought Mark Kelly didn't Mark what, Kelly, yeah, Mark Kelly Jackie was Rosen. There. Jackie Rosen was there. Yeah. Chris Coons? <laughs> fuck fuck yep. Chris Coons. Uh, he he, bro he tore his friendship. Tore himself John, tore himself away John, from his anniversary to go to John. Is it John Thune or is it John Tooney? I don't, Thune. I don't know. It's Thune. the John Thune. Catherine Cortez Masto? What Mm-hmm. <laughs> so these are like all Republicans and Democrats. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. It was a yeah. bipartisan boat why, party. So this is what I'm talking about. Why why do like you, you posture in front of the cameras, you mm -hmm. do all this shit? And you go hang out on a boat party. What's what's the point? Mm -hmm. uh, it feels all like I mean it's DC politics. It's been happening since there was Washington DC. But it's like it's there's a literally Hamilton song about it. The room where it happened, where they just it's it's. I wanna it's be frustrating. in the room where it happens. The room where it happens. It's frustrating because you know these people literally don't give a shit whether you lived and died after insurrection. Mm -hmm. They literally don't care about anything but let's go but let's like chill on let's chill on uh uh joe joe mansion's boat um <laughs> before we go we're gonna do a mini mini quiz Ooh. very mini quiz no you don't need a piece of paper this one question right. what is the and i need so both of you um you say it to, this is a ring in question to win because i know you two are super competitive and um katrina's been cleaning your clock my man in in, in all of these things i wouldn't say cleaning my clock it's always been like how many of have, I've, I've lost by like one how yeah. many of you how many have you won though oh i don't think i've won any of them, none so lost, she's been just just been eating your lunch so um <laughs> let's you say ding to ring in. If you ring in and get the question right, you win. If not, I guess you'll tie and you can, you know, both hang your hats on the fact that you both don't know shit. Um, what is the name of Joe Manchin's houseboat? I mean, he was literally just looking at the story. I, I have no idea. I was just thinking who was in it. <laughs> Oh, unfortunately. Country you... Road. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> Mountain Mama. Oh my god. By the way, he should have he should have named the boat Mountain Mama. Right. He did bipartisanship. No. Oh my god. Can I just say you both just I you both you both tie cuz you didn't get it right, but you both gave a better answer than I think it's called the Almost Heaven. Okay. That's that's from that song. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Almost heaven. 
Okay. West Virginia. Well, that, unfortunately, you shouldn't have told me that. Katrina gets a half point. She wins. Uh, no, bullshit. That's bullshit. What, we're going to go. Bullshit. No. Thank you all for listening. My top lawyers will be in contact. Thank you. Oh, man. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, please check out a movie on the rocks. Um, I also did a fun um, live stream with uh, the, the peeps over at Barnstorming PA, which is on their page. Go check that out on Facebook. Um, we'll be back next week, um, maybe with our, our guest, Katrina, <laughs> as a host. Probably no. not. No. <laughs> No. Um, we'll be back next week in some sort of capacity. Um, uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. And until then, cheers. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>